morning. Today I want to talk about what is your name. And I'm going to read from Genesis 32, 22. Uh, no, let me start. With Jacob was with his family, and then he sent him all over across. The Bible says, then Jacob was, I'm going to read some scriptures, then we'll break it down. Then Jacob was left alone. Say alone. He was alone. And a man, this version has man capitalized, and rightly so, man, because it's Jesus. We'll get into that. Wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he, Jesus, saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched his socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Jacob was always looking for a blessing. So Jesus said, I'm going to say Jesus so you just don't think it's, you know, who, who's speaking. What, and Jesus said to him, what is your name? Now, did God know his name? Yes, God knew his name. Amen. Could God have prevailed against him and killed him? Yes, he, but he didn't. And he said, Jacob, which is supplanter, which is deceiver, which is heel grabber. Because when his brother Esau was being born, the Bible says he grabbed his heel. See, names are not like they are now. It's your identity. It's who you are. Even Esau, when, he was, when, he was, when Jacob took his birthright, he says, rightly they call you Jacob. Twice you have done it. Basically, you're living up to your name. You are who they say you are. But what is your name? You know, when Jesus told Peter, he says, who does men say that I am? And they started saying all these things. But then he said, who do you say that I am? I believe God wants us to answer that question, what is your name? But not, and he'll say, what does people say you are? But really is, what he was asking him is, who are you? When he said, what is his name? He said, who are you? And he says, I'm a supplanter. I'm a heel grabber. I've grabbed the, I walk where others have walked. And I don't pioneer anything. I just don't make up anything. I don't entrepreneur anything. I take what what's others have, have, have walked on. And God and he says, he just wants a blessing. See, Jacob just wanted to be, bless me, Jacob. That's what we want, right? We come to church, God bless me. And God says, I don't want to bless Jacob. I want to change you, and that is your blessing. I don't want to add to who you are. I want to actually change the very substance of yourself. Saul to Paul, amen? God doesn't change names by, but just because he changes names. He's changing your identity. No longer, and he said, Jesus said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. Say, no longer. But Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And Jesus said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. And another time then someone asked Jesus his name when he was, see, Jesus does not just exist in, when, at, the, at the manger. Friends, the Bible says he was in the fiery bush. How do you know? Because it says the angel of the Lord. Now, if you study the Bible, you know when it says an angel, lowercase, it's an angel. When it says the angel, it is Jesus. The Bible says all things were created by him, for him, through him, and, and because of him all things exist. Before prayer, we talked about, we talked about entering the worship of, of, of angels, and, and there's always worship. And then court talked about mankind and angels singing together. And, and so God has a congruency, amen? But he says, what is your name? Now, after I had this sermon, I listened to this podcast and this this man was telling us testimony. I love testimonies. I listen to, to, to podcasts with testimonies. I listen to the Billy Graham. I, read, I, I went through all this testimonies, and on YouTube, it's I am second, and then Jewish people getting saved. I love those. One Jewish guy got saved, and he told all his friends. He went back. He goes, did you know Jesus was Jewish? And they said, no way. Another story where a young man was reading to his dad. He says, they pierced my hands and feet. He goes, stop reading in their part. Read in our part. He goes, dad, that is our part. 
And he was stunned because he prophesied the crucifixion. See, I love testimonies. And see, what is your name? Jacob, what is your name? Now, he, he went, he sent his family before him, and he was by himself. Now, he wrestled with Jesus. There's things that cannot come in a service. It only comes on one-on-one, you with Jesus. It doesn't mean it can't be in a service. It's not, it's not for everybody. That is for you. He's coming for you. And he wrestled. That's a very intimate thing. It's not just speaking. See, Jacob had the, remember he saw the, the angels descending, Jacob's ladder? He had that. But here he wrestled with Jesus and he changed his name. See, bless me, Jacob. Bless me. Bless me. Just add to who I am. And Jesus says, I'm going to change who you are. Now, Romans were called Romans because they were born in the city of Rome. When people came across in England, I just started thinking about this, you know, the Mayflower and all those boats. They didn't say we are Americans. They didn't become Americans until America was established. But they were called Israelites before they even entered Israel. See, here's the deal. They were called Israelites because they were descendants of Jacob. They weren't called Jacobites. They were called Israelites. Prince with God, one who contends, one who struggles. See, God wants us to struggle for some things, not so that you'll lose, so that you'll shed off everything you, who you thought you were. See, I, you don't need to take from me. I'm actually going to give to you, Jacob. They were Israelites, but the problem is they were called Israelites in name, but only two entered by possession. So it's not just being a son or a daughter or a Christian. God wants us to possess those things, what he's called us to do. Now, I grew up with a lot of rejection. And I'm going to go over some obstacles to, to receiving because he, later in chapter 35, 9, it says, Then God appeared to Jacob again and blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. He reinforced what he already did. Aren't you glad for the mercies of God? To remind us again. Now, I, my, my parents got divorced when I was 11. And... Uh, my mom was just gone. Now, I know she fought for us and this and the natural, but when you're a kid, you don't know. You just all know your mom's gone. And then you're like, okay, it's our fault. Then living with my dad, my dad had five kids. He had a lot of pressure. He had a lot of stress at the time. But when you're a kid, you don't see it. In the house, I never felt accepted. I just felt tolerated. So I had rejection from my mom, rejection from my dad, right? And so, yes, I'm going to go to heaven. But then when God speaks a promise over your life, you're like, okay, I'm Jacob. I'm still Jacob. I, that's for heaven. That's, I know I'm an Israelite, but I'll never enter the promised land because there's giants in the land. It's too hard. There's generational giants. There's what people said. That's why who do men say that you are? Then who do you say that you are? They say I'm the shameful one. They say I'm the broken one. They say I'm the unforgiven one. Who do you say that you are? Because what is your name? What is your identity? What do you carry? See, he changed his name so they're Israelites, but they're like, we can't enter. Only two entered. But it's not a nation of Jacob. It's a nation of Israel. I was listening to this podcast of this, this African boy, and he says, he, he was, he's a man, he's, he's a man, but when he was talking about when he was a boy, where he was born in Africa, 60 out of 100 children die before two, so they don't name them. He was simply known as the boy, no name, the boy. Now, he didn't know that, but growing up, and his dad hated him, he goes, my dad was the meanest dad. I didn't realize how mean he was until I saw other dads. We don't know how good God is until we actually look to see how good God is. Amen? Because when you grow up with something, you think that's the normal. It's not normal. So his mom would ask the dad for a book for, for him, and the dad would beat the mom for asking. He would get beat all the time. And so at 10 years old, 10, he saved that money. He goes, I was always an entrepreneur. I saved that money. I went to the bus station. What's the farthest ticket I could buy to get away? 
Now, for the lady to sell a 10-year-old a ticket, that just tells you the atmosphere, what's normal. 60 out of 100. So he didn't get his name until he was two. And his mom called him an African, a gift given to me by God. So he went on a bus, 16 hours. He gets off the bus, and there's all these street kids. When he gets off the bus, and they go, come join us because there's safety with children. And he goes, every day we'd scavenge, and at night we'd roast the food, like at 3 o'clock. He goes, but I didn't have a name. They called me trash. We'd fight the dogs. And he goes, I was less than human to me. So from 10 to 14 and a half, he lived on the streets in Africa, in the city. From, even on the bus ride, he was afraid his dad was going to get him. And he'd scavenge every night, and they'd survive. He goes, I'd sleep only a couple hours a night because things, bad things happen to you when you're asleep, so there's safety. So every night, the kids would get together, and they'd roast the food, what they eat, and they would share it. Because one day, I saw a man. I knew he spoke English. I saw he dressed good. And he goes, he's buying bananas. He goes, I'm going to get something out of him. So he goes, sir, can I carry your bananas? And he was going to steal the bananas, right? And he goes, stop. And he said, what is your name? And it threw me. Everybody say, what is your name? What is your name? Because who are you? Who are you? And he, in his mind, he goes, I'm trash. I'm less than human. Why is he even asking me this name? I don't even trust him. So he said, my name is Peter. So he came, that man came for a year and a half every Monday. And Peter says, that was the highlight of my life, to hear my name. From three to five. I knew he was coming from three to five. And I'd go to him just to hear my name. Because no one else gave me a name. Let me tell you something. I don't care what anybody else called you. There is a name from heaven that he has given you. And it's not just one name. It's beloved. It's son. It's daughter. It's apostle. It's prophet. It's book writer. It's preacher. It's going to the nations. Dale Gentry called Blaine. He goes, Blaine, I see you preaching before thousands of people. Blaine's like, you know, he goes, that's great, but he just loves us. He missed his people when he was there. See, what men have said, who do men say that you are? Who do you say that you are? That is the final question. Am I, am I Jacob or am I Israel? So for a year and a half, and then my, finally the man said one day, he goes, do you want to go to school? He goes, let me put that in perspective. That's like telling an American, do you want to go to the moon? You don't even dream about it. Me, less than human, how am I going to go to school? And he goes, I'm not going to go to school. So he said, I'm just going to tell him I'll go to school just so he keeps feeding me. He goes, okay, I'll go to school. Finally, he says, oh, no. He, first he said, no, he goes, I'll go to school. So the man took him. He goes, in, in the car. He goes, now this is a boarding school, and they serve three meals a day. And Peter goes, 14 years old, he goes. Now he's leaving the city, he's going to a boarding school, and he sees all those kids, and he goes, why me? Thousands of kids. And the man goes, Peter, I just want to be faithful. I just want to be faithful. So he took him to boarding school, and so he would eat the meal, and he wouldn't go to class, and he looked forward to lunch. He goes, I can't believe this. They're feeding three meals a day. And then, so he told all his, his, his kids that he was hanging out with, he goes, if I don't return, kill him. He goes, he didn't trust him, right? So then he goes, I ran back to the, I took a bus. I went back to the city. I go, don't kill him. He's good. Everything's fine. So he, went, so he, he goes, I better go to class. And so he started going to school, and he started learning. Today he's, he flips houses. He lives in America, and he has four foster kids that he's adopted. Now, he's adopted American kids that have a rough life because he knows what it's like. But what is your name changed his life? When I first came to the epicenter, so you have now, rejection could do a lot of things. Some people that go through rejections, they want to try to prove everything, and they're over this, and I'm this. And for me, I shrunk back because I'm like, I don't want to try that if it's not perfect because I don't want to be like, it would be like my fault. My dad was very strict. Lena recognized that. She goes, she goes John, you don't want to try certain things because you're your dad. And so I remember one of the first prophetic words I got was from Ed Trout. He goes, you're going to be a reckless man of faith. In fact, they're going to call you a reckless man of faith. So I even looked up reckless. It means not to be considerate of the consequences. So I'm going from the shy boy to 
this. Now, I served Blaine. I served Dale. I served those. I was always just the helper. I would make, back then it was tapes. <laughs> You'd make tapes, do these things. I was just a helper. I didn't go, I'm going to preach one day. That's like saying going to the moon. I'll just help you. So when I came here, I prayed one time, and Lena goes, you're a preacher. So she changed my identity. So she says, I'm going to tell you who God says you are. That's just one thing, friends. Listen, your identity is not in the ministry. It's not. It's who you are. Like when I'm going to tell a pastor, I preach and stuff. But wherever you walk is a pulpit. So he said, Jacob, what is your name? So he sent his family first, and he had to encounter. Look, your family cannot have a say when God changes your name. He was not with his family. He says, look, your family is not there. They're ahead of you. His possessions were ahead of him. That means your riches, what you've made, where you've been, what you've done, wrong gender, wrong nation, all those things. That cannot be when Jesus wrestles with you, when you have an encounter with Jesus. And I'm not just talking about salvation. Because I was saved at 13. I rode my bike to church. God would touch me every day. We'd have tongues interpretations. But still I thought, I'm less than. I'm less than. My dad never said I was smart. He said I was average. When I talked to my sister, I says, Listen, Dad says you're a great mother. This is after he passed away. Now, I, have a, I, I didn't have anger or bitterness against my dad. I didn't. She goes, he never told me. I go, well, he told me. So he never said those things to us, but he always said it to your friends. I'd meet people, and they go, your dad said you were so smart. This and that. He never told me that. You know? He'd say, you're a smart and blank, and I'll leave out the. <laughs> he goes, John, you should be a lawyer. So you had those things. So it takes God, it takes Jesus to come. Let me tell you your name. Jacob, I already know your name. I need you to say who you think you are. Then I'm going to change to what I've called you. Before the foundation of the world, Jeremiah was considered called to be a prophet. Amen? We know the story. He goes, before the foundation of the world, I need you in your mother's womb. I called you to prophet. And Jeremiah says, I'm too young. And God says, don't say I'm too young. See, what happens is, on Sundays, we raise our hands, and we get excited, and it's good. We should. But then we talk to ourselves, or we talk to others, but God hears what we say. And the Bible says, I actually hear your grumblings and complainings against the Israelites. So it wasn't like they thought I was talking to Pastor Alan, man, this is hard. I don't know if I can do this. I don't can do See, God hears all that. He says, why do you complain against me? See, it's not just complaining one to another. Why do you complain against me? Why do you grumble against me? This is what I said, and this is what you're saying. It's not in agreement. Jacob, I need you to be in agreement. Because after he named his name, every time Jacob would be introduced to someone, he had a chance. When he said, what is your name? I am what man said, or I am what God said. You must decide. Not just on Sunday. I'm talking about on Monday morning when you don't feel like it with the anointing is gone and court's not leading the keyboard and we're not jumping around. Did God really say? Did he really say we're going to be in revival? Did he really say you're going to write a book? Did he really say you're going to make millions of dollars? Did he really say you're going to be a reckless man of faith? Because what I say to others and the more important thing, what I say to myself. Amen, brother. So good. Yes, yes, I'm a reckless man of faith. It's what I say to myself. Who do I say that I am? At the end of my life, that'll determine what I do and what I don't do. Amen? He said, Jacob, he said, what is your name? He knew his name. You were there when they named him. And even Jacob knew he was wrestling with him. He goes, I seen God face to face and I didn't die. Why would he say that? Because he knew he wasn't wrestling an ordinary man. Friends, listen. When we encounter Jesus, we must understand it's not just angels. 
He saw angels going up and down, didn't change his identity. We need a face-to-face with Jesus. I saw Jesus face-to-face, not the minister laying hands on you. I'm all for it. I go to conferences. I love it. But that is not just it. There must be times when you and Jesus are just talking, and you say, Jesus, who do you say that I am? And then I'm going to repeat who you say, book writer, preacher. And one name doesn't describe you. You can be a mother and an intercessor that pulls down principalities and powers. You can be washing dishes at the sink with no microphone, no stage, breaking principalities and powers and making portals in heaven so when ministers come, they can be touched. Amen? So don't look. Now, comparison. See, another thing rejection does is it compares you. It compares. Now, some people that reserve have rejection. So I went into a hole. Some people get out, and some people are very hard to correct that been through rejection because everything you try to correct them, they take it an assault on their identity. When you say, no, what you did was bad, and they hear, I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad, I'm evil, I'm this, I'm that. And God separates even the judgment seat of Christ. Where Christians are judged, our works are judged, we're not judged. See, you need to understand you're forgiven, you're clean, you're whole, and then you need to walk in that identity as though you actually are. I'm an Israelite, I'm an Israelite, I'm a descendant of Jacob, I'm an Israelite. What does that mean? I'm going to have Israel. Oh, there's the land, giants in the land. Forty years walking around complaining, not enough to eat, too hot, no water. We hate Moses. Moses is gone. Let's build a calf. The stupidest excuse in the Bible. Aaron threw all the gold in, and then Moses goes, where'd you? He goes, I threw all the gold in, this calf came out. Yeah, this calf just came walked out. No, Aaron, you formed it. We form things that we can see that we can worship. See, like, I want to see something I can see. I'm going to send my family away. I'm going to send my possessions away. Why was there one-on-one with Jesus, and he wrestled with him all night, an intimate wrestling thing. He just wasn't speaking to him. It wasn't about the burning bush. When God wants to change your identity, it takes more than just a sermon or a crusade or a podcast. It takes Jesus grabbing hold of you, pulling you close, and speaking life. Amen? And that's by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Are you guys getting this? See, what is your name? And so when Peter, he said, I just want to be faithful. The Holy Spirit just wants to be faithful and give the truth of what God has spoken to you. So I don't know where you, th- and so what happens is you're like, well, John, I didn't grow up with rejection, but maybe you're rejecting what he's giving you. Maybe you're the rejecter. Maybe you came from a loving home and a great home, and they said you can do anything. Yeah, you know, I can go to the moon. Yeah, you can build a ladder. You can do anything you want. I didn't hear those words. I don't think most of us heard those words. And it's not about blaming dad, blaming mom. I didn't walk in unforgiveness. I prayed for my dad. I loved my dad. I, I, I didn't hold that against my dad. When I saw how he was raised, it's a miracle he even did what he did. We need to bl- quit pointing at our generation, friends. It's all Satan. Amen? Your dad and your mom did the best they can with what they had. Now, some, some don't. Some are, some are bad parents. But every parent in here I know. So don't be like, oh, my God, I should have did this. I should have did that. Well, let's go back to the, your generations. They should have did this. They should have did that. See, what, how different will we be with full accepted love, right? So it's not about blaming. It's about releasing. Dad, I don't blame you. Mom, I don't blame you. Yes, Esau, I don't blame you. Yeah, I stole your birthright. Yes, but now I have a new name. It's Israel. And when you go to the nation, you don't go to a na- some weird named nation. You go to Israel. 
where there's Jerusalem. And there's one city in Revelation that comes down. It is the new Jerusalem. See, God made a promise to Abram, and he changed his name, Abram, to Abraham. Not just barren, but the father of many. See, God wants to change some names. What are you getting at, John? God wants to change some names today, but if you don't hold it, you won't carry it. Then when you walk out and hear a thought and say, what is your name? You're going to say, I'm, the, I'm this what I've always been. I've always walked in this. Jacob had to make a choice. Every time they said, what is your name? He had to make a choice. I'm the new man or I'm the old old man. I'm pre-Christ or I'm post-Christ. Which one are you? Which one are you? Which encounter are you? Are you before you met him or after? I'm not just talking about salvation because there's another depth with Jesus, friend. They met Jesus' salvation. They were baptized with water. And then they would say him, they go, have you heard the baptism of fire? We never even heard about it. There's another that baptized. Jesus says, I come to baptize with fire. And that's the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then there's another feeling. See, it's not just like, oh, the Holy Spirit just baptized you with the Holy Spirit. He wants to touch our lives to burn off everything. See, John, I know that you're the one that you call yourself to shrink back. When I first came... You guys saw the announcement about the, the radical prayer meeting on Wednesday. Now it's a revival prayer. When I first came, I heard Alan and Cammie and my good friends praying. I remember sitting by the glass. I'm like, these people are in my league. Like, I don't, that's not the level I'm at. I don't minister. Why? Because I was the rejected one. I was the one who can't just be good, be quiet. And I, have, I was very sensitive. My brother didn't react that way. He's like, I don't care. Spank me again. He didn't care. You know, everybody's different. But me, I was sensitive and soft. So I took it in like, I'm not wanted. I'm not worthy of. So it takes one over that. Potiphar threw Joseph in prison. Pharaoh lifted him up. Potiphar was under Pharaoh. So now the one who was thrown in the prison by the man, now Joseph is at the right hand. He's over the one that threw him in prison. God wants to bring you over what threw you down. Potiphar threw him in prison. Pharaoh brought him up. Was it two different men? Two different positions. It's like vice president, president. It's like manager, CEO. Pharaoh brought him up, and now he's over the one that threw him down. I don't know what's thrown you down today, but there's one that's over every name. His name is Jesus, and he can throw down what threw you down. He can throw down what threw you down, and you can get up. What is your name? Who are you? And don't let one word define you. I'm a preacher. No, you're more than that. That's what you do. I'm a son. I'm a son, meaning I'm on the plane. I can share one of the gifts I have is a gift of encouragement. I know it shocks some of you. But it's a gift of encouragement. Why? Because he's an encourager. And he wants to lift you up today. Amen? I'm not going to belabor this point. Here's the deal. You don't need me to lay hands on you. You need to wrestle with Jesus. You need Jesus to give you a name. And maybe you're here today and you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm this. I'm that. But what are you rejecting that he wants to give you? Don't be the rejecter. Because Joseph's brothers threw him in prison and they threw him in a pit and a lot of times we throw our stuff in a pit Randy Clark says I used to get these prophecies from this man you're going to go around the world and crumple him up because I didn't have a passport not me you're going to go around the world he throw it in the trash Randy Clark you're going to go around the world and you're going to have a healing ministry throw it in the trash he throw it in the trash throw it in the trash throw it in the trash one day he got touched by a man in John Wimber's ministry vineyard and his name is Blaine Bartell and he had Blaine Bartell go out. He called for John Wimber. He goes, I'm busy. I'm going to say Blaine Bartell. Changed his life. Wrecked that church. 
And then the pastor, John Arnett, called him and says, I heard what's going on. He goes, I need you to come preach for three days. And Randy goes, I only have one sermon because I had to get a passport. So all those words that were in the trash, now he was carrying to the airport. He goes, I didn't even have a passport around the world, healing ministry. Bill Johnson, who's amazing Bethel, amazing healing. As he goes, there's one person that knows any more about healing than is Randy Clark. Because he just had Randy Clark. That's, he knows more about healing than anybody else. That's the same man that was throwing the prophecies in the trash. Let's not throw our words in the trash. Some of us say, I don't need another word. Yes, you do, because you think you're going to get the same word that you did last time. But if you're not moving in it, you need it. No longer shall you say, God had to come to Jacob a second time. Oh, I got that word. But are you living in it? Because after he was named that, you see Jacob and Israel. You see Jacob, 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 Jacob. Then Israel comes in, and all of a sudden it's just Israel. See, it was a, tra- it was a progression. He heard the word, but he walked out in the progression. How many of us have got words, but we have yet walked it out? Finances, yet walked it out. I'm an Israelite, but I'm not going to enter. There's giants in the land. Friends, there's always giants in the land. But the one you're with is bigger. David knew, you come at me with your words and your curses. I come at you in the name of the Lord. Amen. So, Lord, I thank you today. I thank you your name changing. What is your name, Jacob? No longer shall you be called Jacob. Cast one. Looked over one, not important one, the broke one, the hurt one, the lonely one, the misunderstood one. Your name shall be, Lord, we need you to name us. Son, daughter, beloved, generational breaker, new tree planter. Some of us, Lord, I just break generational curses. When I say a curse, I'm not saying it's necessarily a spirit, but it's a thought process my dad was like this, I'll be like this. Oh, you're just like your father. We want to be like our heavenly father. Jesus says, when he says, I listen and do what my father says, he wasn't talking about Joseph. Joseph was just a steward. And we're stewards of the promises of God. So let us be good stewards, Lord. At the end of our life, may we produce the thing that you produce in us. And he wrestled with Jesus all night. Daybreak. It's not a little thing. It's not an easy thing sometimes to let go of who we are, who we think we are. So, Lord, I thank you for dropping. Lord, we want to drop the names that people have called us. Jesus said, who been to say that I am? Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're the prophet. All good. But they're not great. Anything less than God was blasphemy. Oh, you're a prophet. He's a good teacher. He's this. Peter, who you say that I am? You're the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon. For flesh and blood did not reveal it but my Father in heaven. Lord, we need heaven to reveal to us those things, not just flesh and blood. I thank you for the prophecies and the promises. But Lord, I thank you as we read scriptures, may we get revelation of actually who we are. May we get revelation when we read your book and we read your words that go deep within us, God. Even this house, epicenter. Okay, when you say epicenter, it has a certain certain thing that's attached to it. Lord, I thank you. This place is signs, wonders, miracles. Everett, and I heard... When Lena was praying over you, no meds. You're going to come into a place where it's no meds. Not You'll be like, okay, I take this med and I'm good. No meds, Everett. God's going to heal you where there'll be no meds. So, Lord, I thank you. We're not going to stop until we enter the promised land that you have for us. We just don't want the name only. We just don't want the name only, Paul, son of God. We want to walk as he walked. As Jesus walked in this earth, so are we. We're encouragers. We're generational breakers. We're life givers. Healings and miracles can flow through you. 
about four or five months ago, Rick and his wife Ashley are here. Rick, after service, he goes, man, John, I just hear you do measure up. This is like four or five months ago. You can tell he was broken up, and I didn't feel anything. But, you know, friends, you don't have to feel anything for it to be true. I love the anointing, the presence of God, but you don't have to feel anything for it to be true. Amen? And he says, John, you do measure up. You do measure up. That was a word from God, amen? So still I carried that. So, Lord, I thank you whatever things we don't think, even after sitting in church and hearing lots of sermons, preaching, going on mission trips, Lord, I thank you I can hear your voice saying this is your name. This is your name. This is your name, faithful one. This is your name to the end. This is your name, unretired. Some of you think you're retired in name. You're not retired. Lord, I thank you. We, we, we break every label because what you label something is what you value it. I was just trash. I was just dirt until you said, what is your name? Oh, I'm actually a human being. See, what you label values something. Like you go, it says discounted, discounted. You're not discounted, friends. Discounted, 20% off, 30%. I don't care what you've done, what's been done to you, what you've said, what's been said to you. Lord, we erase and we wash. We want to hear what you have to say, God. And not just here. When we walk out and those thoughts come to us, we have to introduce ourselves. No, I'm not Jacob. I'm Israel. I'm blessed of God. I'm prince of God. And there's an entire country named Israel today because God changed his name. Amen. So, Lord, I thank you. As we hear, you know, we are the final judge over our lives, really. We hear this, we hear that. I didn't have to believe my words, my dad's did, but it's like clay, it formed me. So, Lord, I thank you for reforming us, reshaping us, remaking us, so we can hold what you've called us to be and not leak it out. So, Lord, I thank you for no holes, no brokenness. I thank you for these coming weeks and months. God, you go even in a deeper place in me and the others here. So we can enter into everything. And it's, I'm not talking about just ministry, friends. Oh, I just want to be whole so I can enter. No, we want to be whole so we can know him. It's not just being some great minister. No, so we can know him. Lord, I thank you you've died to make people whole. You know, Jesus talked about the physical and he talked about the emotional. He washed away your past and he gives you a future from the foundation of the world. So, Lord, every insecurity or every fault or every thing we see in the mirror, God, help us repeat what you say over our lives, God. I thank you for your grace and mercy, God, not just to say it once, but to say it again. When we hear what is our name, we can answer rightly. I'm the beloved son. I'm the beloved daughter. I'm the intimate one. I'm the one that knows your voice. I'm the one that knows your presence. I'm the one that worships you when no one's around. I'm the one that loves you when there's no people. I'm the one at your feet, Jesus, when everybody else is busy with activities. May we have new names of our life. Amen? Amen. God bless you.